Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is our second episode. It's our first official in-studio episode. Uh, George and I originally planned on bringing Jay Mansfield in as our guest, uh, and you'll hear Jay on the podcast. Uh, Jay brought along Dan Dion, who is one of our training partners. He's a fantastic young man uh, battling cancer. Um, Dan, uh, basically, I'll let him tell you the story, but in a nutshell, had cancer, uh, beat it, and then uh, regretfully it's come back. So he's here to tell his story. Um, it's a story, obviously, it's, it's fantastic hearing it directly from, you know, from someone who's, who's going through the process. Man, he has an interesting way of dealing with what a number of people would just crumble at. Uh, it's also a story about how the local jiu-jitsu community and the jiu-jitsu community worldwide kind of stood up almost overnight to, to help this young man. Uh, if you're interested in getting in touch with us here at the Great Northeast, if you have questions, comments, if you're interested in hosting one of these podcasts, or if you're interested in us coming out and doing a dojo storm at your academy, get in touch with us at greatnortheastbjj.com. Also, if you listen to the podcast and you're interested in helping Dan and his family out with uh, some of these costs, if you're in a position to help and you want to do that, uh, you can get in touch with his family at... Uh, their GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe.com. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com forward slash D-A-N-D-I-O-N. All right, let's go. Okay, welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Uh, today's big time episode is sponsored by Tortuga Soap Company, handcrafted natural soap made for grapplers and everyone else. Uh, feel free to chime in, guys, if you have opinions on the Tortuga Soap. I personally really like the shit, but that's it up to you. It cures cancer. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's kind of a big, big statement. That's a big opener right that's there. That's my endorsement. Hey, but it, it will make your, your hair fall out. I don't think that's true. Uh, I, I, in fact, I know. Well, that was the green one, wasn't it, Danny? Though, actually, mm. no. The green the, uh, soap. The uh, the soap. They're making jokes. The soap is is fucking great. And if you've seen my hair, you know it doesn't fall out. It looks good. No, it's it's good. It looks good. A uh, wide variety of fantastic soaps. There's a long list of them here, like tea tree and lavender and goat's milk and French press coffee. Let's not go over the goats thing again. Thanks. Bath salt. <laughs> bath bath, uh, yeah, bath bombs. By the way, that the goats not milk bath salt. It's quote unquote goats Gosh, milk. Quote unquote goat's milk. Yeah, okay. it is awesome. <laughs> awesome stuff, though. They, Son of a motherless goat. And they've actually uh, expanded beyond just soap, right? You guys do like bath salts and not bath those bombs. Kind of bath, bath, bath bombs. <laughs> I just went there. I just went bath bombs, bro. And beard oil, do, man. Right? Beard oil. Do you do bath salts for the finest in beards. For the finest in zombie Lip bombs. Jay Mansfield obviously hasn't used the beard oil. Mm. He looks like a scumbag. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that. That's Dan. Uh, how do you say your last name? Dion or Dion? Dion. Dan. Dion. Uh, we'll get back to him in a minute. Uh, let's just, let's let me let me it. let me knock out the rest of these guys. Okay, so their website is tortugasoap.com, and you can also find them on Etsy. Looking up Tortuga, T 
T-O-R-T-U-G-A. Uh, also sponsored by Crash Kimonos, independent gi company, limited releases, no boring, mass produced awesome gis, good shit. Um, Designed most by recent, the big woo. Most recent, big hang woo. on, most recent release was not that. It was the light, well, lightweight 320, which sold out in, uh, I talked to Abe on how fast it sold out, and he said in Dave Matthews' sellout time. What would you say? <laughs> I, they I, sold out like right away. Doesn't so, that mean like didn't sell out? No. <laughs> or I mean they really <laughs> did sell out. <laughs> sold, sold out. Sold out sold very, out. very, very quickly. Uh, so uh, right now uh, he's hyping a, an upcoming release called Big Woo. It's a, uh, a pretty interesting uh, gi. I've seen it on Big Woo. Uh, we're also uh, going to talk about Big Woo in a sec. One of our guests here... Um, you know, uh, Jay is. Are you? Did you help design it? I did. You did. I did. Right. It's pretty good. It's a little, a uh, little more Hawaiian than I would have pictured you, but whatever. It's you know. Chill. I, have you never seen Joe versus Volcano? I, of course, I've seen Joe versus Volcano. Yes. Away from the things of man. I drink yeah. orange soda. And uh, Crash Kimonos, uh, obviously, uh, 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 doing a really fantastic job with these really custom boutique geese. Uh, if you haven't, I, I wear one. A lot of guys have worn one. Donald Stickney won the Pan Am Golds in one of those, proving that they make you awesome. So uh, website is crashkimonos.net. And lastly, and certainly not least, uh, sponsored by Port City Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, one of the premier Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu schools in the Northeast, three teaching black belts with direct Roberto Maia lineage. Part of Seacoast Sports Club Complex. Not only do you get hot jujitsu, but also showers, pools, hot tubs, sauna, steam room, weights, cardio, all the shit. Website is portcitybjj.com, a couple miles from the beautiful Atlantic Ocean. Unconsciousness optional. <laughs> it all depends on, on whether you tap or not, right? Today, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. This is an in-studio podcast you know that our plan is to go head out and uh you know take some uh, classes different uh, uh great places uh, around the great northeast and uh we also have another special guest here today dan and i already forgot is it dion dion yeah okay <laughs> dion. like the singer dion. run around sue uh, Dan, Dan's kind of an enigma, man. You know, like sometimes he comes in and just wrecks shop. The, the water. I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes Dan comes in and wrecks shop at the club. Sometimes he's a sweetie. It all depends on what kind of mood he's in. Sometimes he puts holes in the walls. Yeah, he's he's been through a lot of stuff. With, yeah, with Sasquatch. Um, but uh, <laughs> we did not get our security deposit back. Yeah, but we fixed that. I think. Derek so, fixed that. Did he really? He, yeah, he's got a little French Canadian in my thing. He definitely does. But I recall, <laughs> like, he came in and something. I said something, and he didn't know about it. And then it was like a lot of. That was when the bad mojo happened with. Uh, yeah. You guys are talking about that name. It, was you know di- I mean? it did get dark. You guys are talking about a hole in the wall, right? A hole in the wall. From That's I believe right. there was a little aggressive. Stand-up battle going on between which can happen. Dangerous Danny Dion and Dion and yep. the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. You guys are not in, this, not in the same weight class at all. So uh, I'm, maybe, I'm now, maybe now, maybe. Yeah, maybe. dude. I'm Is getting that, big. You weren't that then, an XXL sweatshirt there. Yeah, Dan's been pumping up. Uh, it's a large, for for the record. Yeah, <laughs> it's very tight. Uh, to be serious, uh, Dan, I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I can characterize the situation for you. So. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, 
what 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 are some of the things that, that we've done to uh, help Dan out here? Well, um, I think it's the the biggest thing for me is just to we didn't promote anything, we didn't do anything, we were just part of it, and it's a pretty inspiring story. So, Dan, let's let's just do if you wouldn't mind, could you do the five W's? You do the who, what, where, when, why? Right. What's going on? Right. Right on the mic, please. Thanks. Well, so if. Um, Wow. Grab some mic. So I was, <laughs> right, so I was doing right. this chick, right? Take, take over, dude. Get in there. <laughs> well, you know, when you find out you have cancer, you um, you have this uh, moment where you kind of um, you zone out. You know, like well, you have some mustard on your shirt, and you just look at the mustard and you stare at it. And uh, it sucks. It sucks. Like you get you the mean like you don't know what to do. You kind of just you're like in a you're stuck in a zone, and you're you're like okay, so I have this tumor inside of me who's trying to kill me. How did the first one? How did the first one come up? Like how did you? Uh, like what happened? So in December of twenty. 14, 15, 14, 14, I was like talking to my girlfriend and I was like, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel something down in my nuts. It's bigger than usual. And these nuts, (laughs) (laughs) these nuts. Um, and I got like kind of, um, paranoid. You're like, ah, like, I don't, I don't know. You're like feeling down there and you're like, ah, that's not normal. Like it's probably fine, but I don't, I don't know. So then a couple months passed and it started to hurt. And I was like, okay, I probably should like go to the doctor and and check it out. And then they were like, well, it could just be a cyst and we'll have, you know, some antibiotics and it'll go away. Well, then they got an, they took an ultrasound and it wasn't a cyst. Uh. And then they were like, well, we have to take a biopsy of it. And to take a biopsy of it, we have to remove it. Even before they knew if it was cancerous or not. So then um, they went in, took it out, the whole left testicle. Now, there was a lot of a debate at the time whether you were going to go with a, uh, a, a die. A prosthetic. A dice, like we were going to have a pair of dice in there. Or Something that glows in the dark. Went, you went. Uniball. Um, yeah. They. So. To get scientific on you, um, they actually said that having a um, artificial testicle um, is—it's actually a very risky procedure because the artificial testicle will either scar over where it won't sit properly, so then they end up having to remove it if it scars over because it gets infected. Is it true also that your arm bars would be like a couple tenths of a second slower? Yes, it's also true. It actually it's it's raised so like, well you you get some extra leverage. Yeah. Oh yeah, and less risk for uh, more pain down. The, you know, all of us who do <laughs> jujitsu, by the way, every now and again when you go for the armbar and you're really going after it, you know you you wrench Sometimes on that thing. It hurts. You don't. Yeah, you don't go right. You don't go left. You go down the pipe. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Dan will have that happen fifty percent less. We yeah. are fascinated by your balls. <laughs> <laughs> and the story goes on. 
<laughs> Tell us more about your balls. About your balls. Well, now um, it kind of uh, <laughs> hangs slightly to the right. Well, let, you don't go ahead. <laughs> Do you have back problems now? Uh, Move on. Here no. We go. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to derail this conversation from. Um, maybe maybe fast forward to you know through surgery recovery and uh, talk about the summer St. John's. So um, surgery went went smoothly, and they they went uh, they uh, told me that if there was a limited chance or a lowered chance of it of it coming back, they said uh, it was only going to be about an eight percent chance of the cancer coming back, um, which was was very nice to hear from the doctors at uh, Dana Farber. Um, however, the type of cancer that I had it was called non seminoma which is the more aggressive of the two types of testicular cancer. Um, so luckily, though they caught it earlier um, in the stage of cancer, um, there was a higher risk that it would spread to my abdomen mm -hmm. or, my, or my chest. Um, so Dana-Farber would have me have uh, blood work and x-rays and um, CT scans every six weeks to determine whether or not um, the tumor came would come back. Um, so the first couple checkups went smoothly, got my x-rays, got my blood work, all my levels were normal. Um, and I was feeling uh, very comfortable going into Boston, you know, every six weeks and them telling me that, uh, that there was no, you know, signs of, of cancer in my body. Well, then, um, at the six month mark, which they said that there was like about a one percent chance of it coming back after six months, I went in there, I went to Dana Farber, and I got an X-ray, and that's when something I something was up. Because then the nurse called me over and was like, hey, you know, we need this your authorization to um, schedule another CAT scan. Mm. Um, it's it's routine, but we just want to make sure everything's okay. I'm like, all right, that's the red flag. If someone, you know, if they're asking you to have another test, that's right. bad news bears. Background music is like dark and ominous tones. Yeah, I, I called my girlfriend and I was like, hey, Olivia, they uh, they want me to do another scan. And she's like, oh, no, it's, I'm sure it's fine. I'm like, uh, hmm. I don't know. How long was it after that that you kind of figured it's for real? Uh, two hours. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was right quick. Decision. It was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, so I got... You were, like, like, kind of on top of it mentally. You, you knew... Yeah, yeah. Um, they... So when they... They... And then, so after I got my scans, I went up to my doctor's appointment, and it was the oddest thing. One of the social workers from Dana Farber came into uh the office and she was like uh hey you know I'm from Dana Farber social work department you know we run a youth program to you know for for teenagers and uh, young adults like you to to talk about what you're going through right. and like okay so another red flag why yeah maybe she didn't get the whole story right yeah <laughs> well, uh, so uh Let's talk about that part once once <laughs> what, that what am i going through but once she came in i was like wait a second why you know that's kind of odd 
mm. that she this lady came in out of all days after getting this second scan. Yeah. Are you dealing with this all by are you just telling her by yourself? Uh I mean I have a support group. No, no, I know. I'm just yeah. that that day you were just hanging by oh, yourself. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um I was normally uh my dad would come with me or yeah. or you know But on this day on this day I was to, I was alone. It all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I that's usually I didn't have a notepad or like anything to you know write down yeah. what what the doctors are saying. Right. So my doctor comes in. He's from Australia. Um, wicked nice guy. Has terrible sweat stains. Unibrow and is balding. Wow. <laughs> but the, the mental image is just incredible. <laughs> Dan's gonna be a writer. Yeah. I might seen, need some alone time after that. You ever seen the uh, doctor from the Cannonball Run? No. Anybody, anybody seen the Cannonball oh, Run? Of course, oh, sure. but I don't remember the doctor. Oh, man. Yeah. That's who I visioned, but whatever. Forget guy that runs, runs the race. No, that, yeah, not the a, ambulance. This is how it goes, Dan. Just he's in the... He's <laughs> like, they pick him <laughs> up <laughs> and they take him from the ambulance. And he's like, looks like he's from a horror movie. Right. Does, does the he ambulance, have, Burt Reynolds, and him. Does, does he have sweat yeah, stains? Danny DeVito, man. Danny DeVito. Sweat yeah. stains? Unibrow? Dude, he's got crazy... Yes. Okay. Anyway, so, so anyway, oh, terrible sweat stains. Stood <laughs> <laughs> on that like a couple. Just very nice, very sweaty, very nice yep. guy. You know, secretary. Can you note the sweat stains for future reference in case we need we're to come talking, back? We're duty. talking crusty yellow. Oh, yeah. You see those on geese sometimes. You ever notice those guys that have the sweat stains on the geese? You want to be like, you need to get off my mat right now. That's. Gross. It's not cool. I didn't put that in the, the washer and bleach it. <laughs> Stinky fuck. <laughs> Tortuga are, are you going to see Tortuga. this doctor again? No, he's. he's okay. <laughs> he, I, I am going to see him, but he, he's he's actually a great dude. Uh, of course man. he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of been through the whole. He's obviously been. Can I can I just ask off the top of my head? Was he also the guy that said there's a one percent chance this thing might come back? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was. Maybe next time, a second opinion. I don't know. Maybe give me some more realistic. Percentages Seriously. rather than right. you know dangle me on a string, you know one percent. That's those are some good betting odds. Yeah, you. I would have right. lost a ton of money. Yeah. I yeah. would have put yeah. some cash on that. Ninety nine sure. people standing in line in front of you, right? But um, <laughs> so you know he came in. The doctor came in and was like, uh, "You you kind of immediately feel that mood drop, you know, because like you're kind of you have this hope that everything's okay, and then you kind of have that realization that." Why it might still be okay, it's just going to be a whole different ride than what you anticipated. So um, they told me that what they what they found in my lung was a small shadow of a tumor, and what that meant was that six weeks ago, before uh, my first scan, there was there was nothing there. So what had happened was during the surgery back in June. It, because uh, cancer kind of has this, um, it has like a genetic code, yeah. and once, in you know, a tumor is just a, it's a fast growing number of cells that constantly you know they reproduce. Mm -hmm. So those cancer cells in my testicle went up the bloodstream and then they planted inside my lung, right. and then they start producing there no. um so he told me that i mean again with the percentages he said there was a 99 percent chance that it's curable you know but we have to get you started on on chemo right away 
And man, let me tell you, chemo sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's like a life draining thing because I thought I was like, oh shit, like awesome. I get to lose weight. You know, I'll be puking up, you know, <laughs> puking bile and just like. That was the good part. You thought that sounded that's awesome. That, that sounded like good. I was hey, like, look, oh if shit. That's how he stays positive. That's you positive know, outlook that's all on good. life. Yeah. yeah I, you know, got to keep the waist trim. Seriously, I drop a bar of soap in the shower and my day's over. Like, <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> Danny, Danny's not, like. Not for the reason why you're thinking, George. No, back I, away from I the shower, microphone, George. Back off. I shower by myself. <laughs> I shower by myself. Not he all the meant time, it's negative. His day is over. He's depressed. We can put some soap on a rope. Hey, for you let's just say, let's just make. say, if I spill my coffee, the same context applies. Can I just, okay. you know, it's, most of the time I'm showing. Real easy way to cut weight. That's all he's trying right. to do. Is just get a little <laughs> weight cut in there. I know, you Think know, about like, a little chemo, cut weight, drop to a lower lower weight class. I bust ass during the the semester at school, and you know sometimes. I just can't get to the gym, you know, when studying for law school or anything like that. You can't get to the gym, and it's just yeah. So, so the chemo didn't work out the way you. Oh no! So they they so there's um, obviously chemo has different effects to your body. You know, you have the you have um, right now I'm on three cocktails. That's what they call them. They call them chemo cocktails. It's not fair. So (sighs) you know, Jay only can have a cocktail. On the weekends, but I get cocktails all the time. all the time. So there's the same. It's of the three, or I only can. I think there's the, the three cock, the three cocktails that I'm on right now are bleomycin, cisplatin, and um, mutagen. Mutagens, TMNT mutagens. Okay, is it true I, that you might turn into Shredder? No, I'm actually going to turn into the rat. Oh, nice, because we already Splinter. have a shredder. Splinter. Nice. Um, so the cisplatin, actually, um, it's so concentrated, it destroys your kidneys. So they put you on um, about 10 pounds of fluid before they... You know, like, oh, no. Oh, oh. you mean, so you, it was completely the opposite thing. Yeah. You had to gain they, weight. They blowed you up with with the you know the saline and the potassium you know electrolytes and all that good stuff so then i was i gained uh 12 pounds on the first day okay you realize this is funny but really everyone's concentrating really on the whole cancer thing yeah not really on on the weight loss how yeah, how much a, that's weight a loss. So then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a compl- yeah. so like I'm feeling like I'm I like mean, frosty ha, ha, to snowman, ha, ha, yeah, just right. absolutely filled with water. But it's actually kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, pull yourself through. Go on. It's actually kind of what. It's um, it's kind of like a cool experience being at Dana Farber because you can, it really puts everything in perspective. You know, like you walk by like Jimmy Funway where all the pediatric cancers are and you realize how lucky you are to be in the situation that you you know that you're in Mm -hmm. because imagine being an eight-year-old kid fighting cancer that's all most most of the kids that are going through this that's all they know you know they they've they've been in and out of surgery since they were a year old or really never experienced a pain-free life yeah suffering free life yeah and you see these parents who are wheeling their kids in and out of you know the jimmy fun and you 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 kind of feel helpless that like even though i'm i'm going through this right now people have it so much more 
worse than I do, um, which definitely puts things in perspectives. In, in perspective, you know, uh, like I said on Facebook, it's like you kind of you hit this crossroad when you find out that you have cancer, and you want to say, "Why me? Why me? Why me?" Right. I think that's the common approach. I think most people, whether they want to or not, they kind of fall into that boat, like. You know, why me? I don't deserve this. This shouldn't be me. It's so interesting that you have the opposite approach, which is like so many people have it worse. Yeah, like, it, people have it worse, or 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 you 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 adopt the mindset of of your my ability to take it head on. Right. You know, like the first time I found out that I had cancer, it was a shock. Obviously, like you you never you never expect to to get that news. But, you know, I think everyone who has it is entitled to cry, you know, just to get that raw emotion out. I think you're in Fuck right yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I cry at like Lynn before time six preview, like with the little thing he flies up in the air and the music. <laughs> Secretary make an additional note. Yeah. Just instant crying. Go ahead. But the second time when I found out that I had cancer, I cried very little. And it was such an odd thing. Like you kind of um you the the first time or the the second time when i when they told me i had cancer again i was like all right let's let's just fuck this shit up and and you know beat it and call it a day and that's when the doctor was like yeah let's just let's fuck it up and i'm like all right let's get it let's get it over with yo sweat stains let's make this happen yeah let's get it done um where are you right now uh right now i'm at uh the third week of treatment of how many do you know? Nine weeks in total. Right. So you're about a third of the way through so far. Um, third of the way through and... Tough weeks to come, right? Tough weeks. Because it's a, it's a cumulative experience. I mean, yep. they're, they're pumping you full of poison, you know. Um, though I, as I was telling everyone earlier, the nine-week treatment is split into three cycles. Right. Three cycles, three weeks. And the first week of each treatment, you go five days in a row. And that's about four and a half hours every day getting pumped full of the chemo. So, you know, at the end of each day, you're bloated, you're nauseous, and you're exhausted. Yeah. I think it's, it's surprising. I think if, you're, if you hang out on, on the earth for long enough, you're going to know somebody who's going through this kind of stuff. So I think you're gonna, you'll notice, I think a lot of people who are listening are going to relate to what you're saying. Because maybe not necessarily that, that happened to them, but they're going to know a family member or someone close to them who's dealt with something like this. So if we rewind back, like, when were we all at Tab Cancer Out? What month? What? Uh, the, fir- the, f- the first time? or the, the, the In between Cancer 1 and 2 for uh, so Dan. Was, like that when was we this were past all, summer. Right, like what month were we all there competing? You should and tell you them what there. Tab Cancer Out is. So... Uh, Tap Cancer Out is is a tournament that's run. I, I, it's pretty close to nationally run. Yeah, um, all over. They do it, is San Diego now. Yeah, when they and so when they come locally to Massachusetts, they go to actually my my old high school, St. John's Prep, and they run a Tap Cancer Out tournament. And the proceeds of the tournament go towards um, St. Paul Jerks. Yeah, different different charities to to kind of help people that are fighting cancer right and um just the it was so amazing for me when we you know we go rewind back to the the summer and dan had gotten the free and clear like not the 10-year free and clear but basically hey man we beat this thing 
And so I'll never forget like that tournament for right. real for for never m- in my life. more for other reasons too. I mean, I had a buddy of mine who I'd grown up with who was who was having troubles of his own, but like I will never, I kid you not, I will never forget the match Dan Dion was having and they go like it's like stand up war, war and war. it ends up like three mats down. It oh, was yeah. like I was just like, "Oh my god, Danny, it was hilarious." He finished it was so double. good. So he was So Dan like, got the gold anyway. There there were six rings and for you guys that know jujitsu, like you understand <laughs> how the way that all works. He used and all six of them. Yeah, Danny was Danny was in ring 4 and ended up in ring 1 and danced a little through oh, ring man. 6. Dude, it was were, great. The, were, the, uh, were the refs like following you? I mean, they were kind of. They really away. should have probably stopped probably. that at some point. Probably, right? but, but yeah. it was like this intense aggression. Oh yeah, the, the he got started turned double, on, dude. Started the double in his own. Was ring. finishing it. Was finishing and, yeah, it. Yeah, he finished it in the crowd like WWF style, like awesome. threw the guy over the ropes <laughs> and everything. I will. I swear to but, God, I'll never forget that. Like I, I don't know, man. That was. Uh, it was like. Stuck with me. You know what the, we'll the funny thing to. is about, and I, I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder, Danny, but right. I remember being at that tournament, and it's almost like looking back. I remember texting because we, you know, we we shoot out updates through the course of the, the tournament, saying, "Hey, yay, this is how this guy did, or this is how that guy did." And all I know, looking back, is that pretty much everybody crushed it that day, which is not uncommon for our group. You know what I mean? Not being cocky or anything like that, but. The guys that compete from Port City are just—they're animals. They and, are, and women. And women are just animals. Good, very good point. Thank you. I'm. George says that about every night when I start talking. Like, okay, guys and women. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I, I like—I was so laser focused on was when Danny was competing. I mean, that the the combination of the fact that he had just gotten free and clear and. You know, he had just got back into training, and he was competing at this tournament for all the right reasons and, and really promoting a cause that really made sense. And it was just a really emotional moment. And uh, So awesome. And he fucking crushed it. Crushed it. Fucking crushed, crushed it. it. I think, like, at, I was, I think for one of his matches, I was competing, like, you were on four or whatever, and I was, like, on mat one or whatever, and I was looking yep. over and watching. Like, I could see, I can remember Dan being on top of some other dude, too, and, like, looking up and around. There's a picture of it somewhere, like, yep. where you, you got, like, I, I think uh, like side-mounted can- or something. The, the Yeah, the Tap Cancer Out, folks, I think that's on, it might be on their page. Yeah. There's a lot of right pictures. Right now, I don't know if you saw that, Danny. Yeah, like, one week left to register. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah and it was that picture, Danny. Danny like crushing the guy from side mount. Look, so, yeah. like either Derek or me are talking to you, and you got your head picked up. Like, when, when are you trying to? How should I fuck this guy? Up? You're like, I- excuse me, is this not good enough for you, Jay? Look at me fucking this guy up from right here, <laughs> and you're like, like do you, you need like to that? do better? Yeah, we do, do that more. Yeah. I mean, on a side note, a there's harder. also a moment Jay and I had that I might never forget either when we're coaching somebody. And like you were on one corner of the mat on the opposite side, and I was on the other corner, and you just looked at me and you like raised your hands, like, "What is he doing?" And I was like, "I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I had no idea. Just let him go. Yeah, just let him go." And he won the match. You know what I mean? Right. Oh man, I was like, "I don't know. I didn't show him that one. He destroyed it that day. Yeah, man. you killed it, man. What, what are you? It. What are some of your memories of that tournament there? Um, yeah. I think the. I went into that tournament knowing that I had to win. 
you know, because it, it meant so much more to me just to be able to say I won that tournament, you know, through. And the funny thing is about about when I beat cancer the first time is that I actually thought that I had such an easy road compared to the other, you know, other people, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. it was, um, like it was only surgery, you know, like it was literally going, it's not short change of this. You did lose one of your balls. And that's, that's like the, the, the odd thing about it is like, I was actually, I told my brother that the other day, he's like, well, I mean, no, not really. You actually like got surgery and you had, a piece of you removed and i'm like yeah but it was so cut and dry it was literally no radiation no nothing. no no chemo you, no radi- comparing it to the to the chemo is what yeah. Saying, yeah and so with that notion there was no there were i had no excuses to not win you know whether it was there like a tough opponent or just like a bad day like I, the next week, I competed at the Boston Open, and I, my heart wasn't in it at all. Like I went, on you the, already won. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like went on the mat, and I was cold. Understatement of the century. Yeah, but that's yeah. I can re- I understand. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Like you, you had a a vision quest or whatever. You really wanted to knock this thing. You knocked it out, and then you're like, the next week, you're like, oh, I guess I'll compete again. Right? Can you oh, go back. That. Was that a, a, a Matthew Modine reference? Right that there? was oh, just wow. for you, Jay. Yeah, it's like kind of like Dan's a, a lot younger than some of us here, so it's he like an adrenaline dump. Yeah. You know, like you kind of yeah. you build it up. You're like, yeah. I'm gonna win this tournament. I'm but you like, did. You yeah. you win you it, did. and then you're yeah. like, oh, all right, like you kind of uh, get. If I recall, also it was zero points scored against for the tournament. Is yeah, that right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I wasn't having any. No one was gonna. <laughs> Fuck right. I mean that, <laughs> as you guys know me on the mat, it's kind of like that fuck no attitude where i'm gonna blast w halfway across the room and i'm gonna get my points during king of the guard during <laughs> during <laughs> during king of the guard um i always thought your attitude was who can scramble the best well, that's just mean well i mean who's got the best scramble i probably have the best scramble i was gonna say it's not that mean <laughs> he's got a great scramble yeah um yeah. Until he learned the X thing, it was pretty much your main yeah, thing to I, do. Was now like, I just surfed the X. Was a scramble? Uh, I remember you being, you know, sixteen years, barely old enough to drive, and just showing you the ropes. You know what I mean? Armbar, bag of hammers. But yeah, bag of hammer. We used to. So yeah, you're gonna probably hate this. We used to call you flashcard. <laughs> you're like, no, no, you can't, because we were trying to teach him how to shrimp, and you just couldn't. Oh, like at first, he couldn't get the concept down. But I don't. I, look, I didn't know Dan at this time, but I'm guaranteeing you that wasn't the case. The problem was he already knew he was fine. Right? You already knew that you were I knew how to actually right. shrimp see, during see I mean? live not, rolls. Yeah, yeah. It was but, just the pressure. It, it was the <laughs> pressure of right. shrimping right. up and down the mat. Yeah, he's like, why do I have to do this? I can beat everybody up anybody. Oh, my God. That, right. old, that old mill building. That was... Right. That was we, the same place that had the... You know, we were there when the uh, the, the Greenland shootings happened. And, wow. So, anyway... Um. So you're a third of the way through. You're looking at some rough, rough, rough terrain coming up. Yeah. So um, Monday I go to Dana Farber again for the the start of the second cycle. So I'm there five days in a row with all all the three chemo cocktails, and you kind of just sit in the room, and they put the IV in, and you just kind of like hang out, mm. and that's 
it's you know you kind of like watch the IV bag drip into you and you're like oh shit like here it comes here it comes here's the nausea so they, they you know they pump you up with tons of anti nausea pills and that's it you just kind of like a draining process it's really just you sit there and you're like bloated and miserable and how do you feel like that you're has this process kind of changed your relationship with jujitsu? Um, I wouldn't say with jujitsu, but the people I do jujitsu with. Um, going back to that feeling of you know you have you say the why me why me, and then you the people around you, you know, kind of give you that answer. You know, I've always struggled with like um, kind of my self-confidence and my place in the world Mm -hmm. and the jujitsu community kind of helps place me in the grand scheme of things um you know you you know you people you ask questions of morality like am i a good person or do i deserve this or or all you know all these questions when you get cancer and I don't think people would have responded as positively as they had if I hadn't been a good person. You know, if I was a bad person, people would be like, one, you probably deserve it. And, <laughs> yeah. Dan, you're dead on. Dan, you don't even have to go down the explanation. You're dead on. Right. You, you got the reaction you got because of who you are. That's the end of that. People don't even know you that well outside of jujitsu or whatever, but... It's as simple as that. You can tell. There is something really amazing about, for people who are listening who aren't jujitsu people, you know, or aren't, aren't into it. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, very, uh, it's fun. It's great. It's all that cool, but it's very serious. Every time I tap, I'm going, you could kill me right now. Right now, if nobody was around, you could kill me. Most of the time. Sometimes you're tapping for a wrist lock or something like that. But you tap to a choke. It's basically going, I can't do anything else to keep you from continuing to choke me until I'm dead. Then you're going to come and take my family and my kids and eat all my food. And that's that. (laughs) You're going to do that. So so the thing is, you get to know people relatively. You get to know the important part of people relatively well. This is just my opinion. I'm throwing it out for thoughts. But people don't know you that well, Dan, but they do know you from rolling with you and they know who you are. And that's a good thing. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. There are a lot of people that I know that I've rolled with that I don't know if I'd have the same reaction. I'd still reach out to help them. But you're dead on, man. You got what you deserve. Yeah, I mean. Not the cancer of the people coming <laughs> at you. Man. The cash, man. The cold, hard cash. I don't mean that. I mean, it's the reaction that you're getting from the community yeah. is because you deserve that reaction from the community. It's a, it's a End of story. It's a good point. You know what I mean? I, I remember uh, one thing that was really cool. It's kind of like a celebrity moment. You know, right around the holidays, uh, Bear from Show Your Roll put something on his on his Facebook saying, hey, let me know if you guys find someone who needs help. And uh, I think it was Corey. Was it Corey? Uh, it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it, it ended Tyler, up right, 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 right. Or might have, maybe, maybe Tyler, you know, put out, you know, responded to that saying, you know, just kind of posting your story. And he, like, immediately kind of jumped on it. So it was really, like... He put the thing out there, and I, like nobody really responded to it, which was odd. And so somebody put his name on there, and the GoFundMe put page, Danny's. Dan's so, name. and uh, 
with no like with no there was like one other thing on there and it was pretty it's like a kid struggling and so bear doesn't i mean bear maybe knows who we are i don't know but well, like, bear knows, bear knows so i saw the thing and i put his name on there and uh he uh it was like boom the response Instantly. was huge. Was I blew my it actually restored my faith in humanity. Let me do a little let me, let me do a little housekeeping. So uh what's going on is uh uh Dan has a, a GoFundMe page actually. Uh I don't know who you, you didn't put it up, but someone close to you did, yes. My uh, my sister in law did. Yeah, and, and uh you know, I, I think it was it was set up so that you could, you know, offset some of the obvious of the costs that are coming along here. Um I think to paraphrase a little bit of what what Dan's saying is the uh, the reaction that Dan got was absolutely amazing. It was far. It was it was a you know a multiple amounts of what it, what you would expect it to uh, to to get as a reaction. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, before we go any farther, I mean that's uh, GoFundMe uh, dot com, right? And then it's forward slash Dan Dion, right? Uh, Dan Dion, sorry, D A N D I O N. So once again, that's GoFundMe dot com forward slash d-a-n-d-i-o-n so if he hasn't pissed you off up until now and uh you're thinking maybe you'd want to help this little guy out you know that's how you're gonna go there and, and make something happen but i think even just looking at the testimonials that are on that page to this guy who would have thought you know just comes in and wrecks shop and people are all like guy, yeah, he's a good boy you know but there was guys like bear who donated two geese yep both went for both went for a thousand dollars each. One of those guys bought the gi. James Foster. Yeah, he's bought the gi. Three hundred, and then yeah. and then <laughs> donate, put it right back up for <laughs> donation. Like, well, I really don't care about the gi. Yeah, well, the gi was like an, the, the gi was yeah. like an A two or whatever. Right. He's, he's like, like I don't want an A two. I wear an A four. He was like an A seven, right? He's a massive dude. But he's like, fuck that. Just keep it. That like blew me away, man. Like I, that dude right there. He he is the man. And he that's is the, the man. That's the thing when you when you think about it, you know, and, and maybe, you know, we're we're a humble crew at Port City. I think you know I, I mean? think that's just the jujitsu community, like, right? Coming it, together. And it's not even just Port City. It's literally everyone who's ever put the gi on and who's and who's done jujitsu. I yeah. mean, I think I think Bear and and the other jujitsu uh, community members. Donated, I think it was like thirty five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. You know, and I don't know him, but he's my brother. Yeah. It, it literally, it's. I was like speechless. Like I, I could, I could simply say, you know, thank you for for doing, you know, for your kindness. But that that doesn't do it justice. You know, you you never expect. In all the times that we hear crappy news about the world, you know, whether it's ISIS or anything like that, people don't realize that they're as in people are inherently good. You know, if you give someone a reason to to do something good, they're going to take it. And I don't think we focus enough on on the good that happens in the world. Um, And having this GoFundMe page and having the jujitsu community and my friends and family surround me has made the process that much easier. Cause I don't have, I don't have to be the strongest one in the room on my, in my, on my weakest days, you know, right. with the days where you just kind of want to like sit back and, and not worry about anything, you know? Um, I think each doctor's appointment, I mean, granted, I don't have to pay 
the full cost because I have relatively good insurance, but the cost of one doctor's appointment at Dana-Farber is $7,000. And that's before any of the... Wait, say that again. $7,000. For what? For one doctor's appointment at Dana-Farber. It's a Honda Civic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My surgery was... Uh, twenty thousand dollars. Like, granted, I don't have to. I don't have to. You know, sure. And and of it's, all the surgeries that you're going to pay for, the one that that solves your cancer is probably the one that you want to put up. Some have cash you thought for, about so, any yeah, uh, yeah. kind of uh, elective surgery, like maybe pectoral implants? <laughs> uh, they actually put saline in my nipples. Awesome. So I have <laughs> meaty pepperoni, squishy saline nipples, just like me. They're qu- they're all uh, all the rage and and it's always circles. about you, Jay, right? <laughs> oh no, I'm saying for for any of the the old school Boston Brazilian folks that I've trained with, pepperoni nipples is, seems to be. I'm glad I escaped that nickname. <laughs> it's coming back now. It's going, yeah, wow, pep nips. Yeah. It's a great way to get choked. So by la- the way. last weekend, uh, you know, one of the guys that we all know put on a leg lock seminar, and uh, it wasn't you know it was it wasn't even that. We didn't do a big, big uh, promotion on it or whatever, and uh, again, yeah, just to to support Dan. And damn, I mean, that thing just it, there were a million people. I mean, I mean, how many people? There were probably sixty people in our little club. There, seventy people, sixty or seventy people, just like cranked into that place, showing up for Dan. Coming you know? out, of, coming out of the woodwork, right? Yeah. Like people we don't see on the mats ever, right? A couple guys who had never come to Port City, don't know who Port City is, just right. came to support Danny. Right. Might not even have trained jiu-jitsu before. Right. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Do they, like, I mean, I think there was guys that they don't, they may not even train jiu-jitsu. Well, there were definitely like, some yeah. people that, that were there, because I was one of them, who was all like, oh, great, okay, leg locks, awesome. <laughs> right? You know, like, not everybody was, was really into it, Tell me what one too, of those you know? is. What does yeah. that mean? Well, no, it's just like really, you know, like okay, now we got to deal with this too. There you know? goes my ACL. Jump well, exactly. I, I've had two of them fixed, so I'm like, God damn it, What's don't fucking pull on my ACL. I was actually just happy that that Troy didn't run like the famous Troy oh, warm up. It was actually dude. pretty, pretty like you know. I had vanilla. eaten. I ate a bunch before we went. I was like, <laughs> we can't do a big like crazy warm up, right? Jordan is funny. So I'm like, I thought I was gonna puke. Well, just we running did, around the gym. We did a podcast in the morning. Mozzarella sticks. Eating donuts. Was a bad idea. Oh, we did a podcast. Really donuts. Donuts, dude. Every all yeah. kinds of stuff. We did a podcast earlier in the morning, and we got done. I was like at noon. We got done right at eleven. And I'm like, I could bust ass to be there right on time, but it's Troy, right? So I think maybe I'll show up like maybe 12.15. That was the better option. I believe you sent me a message. I didn't want to carry Jay up and down the stairs for 15 minutes in order to get ready for a leg long seminar. Hey, we were upset upset with Tyler the other day. There's multiple people going. Because there was cardio. Troy's the best. (laughs) We're just giving Troy a shit because he he likes it. Hats off to Troy, man, because it was an awesome seminar. It was. And he actually. People from everywhere coming. Yeah. I mean, hats off to Troy. Hats off to Corey, like you mentioned, for raffling off a gi. Yeah. This guy named James, who I know is a part of the jiu-jitsu community, trains with us once in a while and donated a ton of money. Yep. Um, Absolutely. A bunch of people like uh, came out of the woodwork, man. We're gonna do a grapple thon. We're gonna there's there's a bunch of cool stuff that like has gone down that yep. And the leg lock seminar was great. It was, I mean, it was guy, awesome, man. The That's guy is thing. like a wizard with the feet. I mean, thank God we didn't have you know uh, 
you know, minimum height thing like a roller coaster because that would have been a guy, problem. Yeah, the guy running the seminar wouldn't get in. I wouldn't have gone in. Yeah, they would have. I am me. not. They yeah, kicked me out. I'm not the tallest guy. George is definitely not the tallest guy, but Troy makes us all look giant. <laughs> <laughs> that said, that that little guy stuck on the end of my leg is just like yeah. ah, he hurts. Let go of my ankle. He hurts. No, he's he's a killer. Like he's a little a leprechaun. <laughs> he's <laughs> a to- my leg. Total killer. Always after me. No, I thought it was actually a great seminar. I mean, uh, it, it, he actually was just dealt with some nice, simple things, and in the Port City fashion, only attacks, no defense. So it's fine. You know, I'll just have to ask, how do you defend this shit? Here's the thing, man. <laughs> I'll just get I've on YouTube. You it's all before. good, guys. It's all good. If you're always attacking, <laughs> no need to play defense. I'll, just, I'll get it off YouTube. It's all good. You just got to reverse engineer the attack. <laughs> right? Go yeah. Back to the beginning. Right. That's no all. Problem. Do you remember uh, after after uh, it was the, I think it was the uh, second UFC or something like that? Hoist Gracie was talking about the triangle. No, it was been the third UFC or something like that where he beat uh, Dan. Severin you weren't born yet, Dan, but you, you stay with. Was me. that the one where and Dan like, Severin says like he was looking at Helio, like watching him and thinking <laughs> he was going to throw in the towel, and he's like, whatever he said, but the guy, you know, he's like that old bastard or whatever look you know wasn't throwing in the towel he would let his kid die <laughs> right which is amazing fathering advice but i remember uh you know always gracie saying like oh they were like oh and, and uh how do you get out of that triangle he's like there are ways out the best option is just not to get into it right in the first place stop like, stop don't get in no stop <laughs> we don't play defense just straight no, up no offense defense. no defense Attack, attack, attack. Just the way I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always uh, trying to complicate things, man? I'm not. I'm just, no, it's just I'm just rationalizing losing over and over again. So it's all good. <laughs> Troy is nasty with the leg locks. There's yep. no doubt. And that was really, really good. That was uh, that was awesome, man. That was, that was awesome. Awesome event, uh, for sure. And Abe's doing stuff with his geese. Crash Kimonos is donating money. Yep. Um, Devin over at Nostos MMA, our, our Port City brother. He's um, got a fight coming up in uh, he does. February, too. Yep. Looking forward to that. Tough guy. He's fighting, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, he's. I think the original guy pulled out, and he's looking at a couple, you know, potential fill-ins right oh, now. Oh, really? Working through it. But, man, he has been working hard. He has been working hard. And uh, probably the best. You're talking about Devin yeah, Powell over at Nostos in Dover. No, it's not in Dover. Summersworth. Summersworth. Sorry, guys. Yep. Yep. And uh, just a real talented brown belt. Great striker. You've cornered him before. Sure. Last, I don't know, four Bunch or five of fights. fights. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who, who, who follows, who follow Devin's, uh, this is Devin Powell on uh, Facebook. You can look him up. For the guys, I would honestly, I'm as entertained by watching Jay's cornering techniques for the day or so coming up to the fight as sometimes the fight itself. What are those techniques, Jay? I don't know, but usually we follow some nakedness in hotel rooms and bullshit, so it's, it's good. Was that, what about these no weight fo- cuts driving <laughs> I was good. What about <laughs> weight cutting <laughs> in the car? There's no... There's no f- well, actually, there might be some photo... I don't think there's, there's photo... There's photo evidence, but go on. And the drunken bike rides you guys across don't see, the state of New Hampshire. You guys don't see what happens in the sauna. What happens in the sauna stays in the sauna. No, all we, I we know, all I can tell you is that Devin makes weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he wins. 
Uh, His la- that last fight was horrible, man. It was nasty. Uh, that guy retired, yeah, I think. Pretty he did. sure. Oh, if man. he didn't, he should have. I felt but. bad. Yeah. Ooh. Then he, I mean, he pretty much. Broke yeah, his. There was no ice packs left over for anybody else. Yeah, you can feel feel free to say whatever you want. We're gonna head over to Devin's uh, in a couple weeks, hopefully, and uh, and do a podcast from this. So he'll be able to get back at, uh, whatever you say. So it's all good. Oh, nice. Yeah, you're all Daywalker. Exactly. <laughs> all I'm saying is, kid never <laughs> looks like he never spends any time in the sun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, take a note, Devin. Take a note, Devin. It's all good. No, but you cornered him before, and uh, and uh, yeah, you, you probably know him more than anybody. Oh, part, uh, one of the interesting subjects here is that Devin's your one of your students, right? Or, or not sure. just yours, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a Port City brown belt for sure. Uh, Did you guys give him his brown belt? Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Um, he's actually got my bro- my brown belt around his waist. You mean your your old actual brown belt my, you gave to him? Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Devin is one of those guys that was there. The first ever actual promotion at Port City Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was George. Oh, boy. Getting his blue belt back in the day. Seems oh, like yeah. Many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. I, George, how do you want to get You want to get it with, in front of everybody? Or do you care? I was like, just give it to me, dude. Whatever. Just. There was like one grainy picture. I think it was <laughs> me and you and someone else in someone there. Else. <laughs> this is your blue belt? This was a blue belt. Yeah. Right. There was uh, one spectator. <laughs> it was one spectator. I mean, I, might have I, been a child involved. I yeah, don't know. yeah, I wore that. It's like Hold probably baby. two feet too long, but I wore it with pride. Hey, take it easy. This story. I'm a little guy, man. <laughs> I know you. Well, I'm not a big guy. <laughs> Are you saying, I'm sorry, maybe I'm missing some of this. Did you give him your actual blue belt? My actual blue yeah. belt. Okay, so you just give purple your belt. Away, he just gives it away. That's so he sweet. Gives it away. George got my, my purple belt. Yeah, buddy. Wow. That's the one. That's the Look, one. Uh, this story is longer than one podcast, but I mean, so, so you got your white belt stripes and shit from Jay, not from Jay. Was yeah, that the from Jay. From, no, from the Jay's place? Or? There was no stripes at seacoast seacoast <laughs> there was seacoast no stripes is, dude seacoast mma there was no spoon. bjj that was the, there was no soap right. <laughs> who, who, who owned that place that was uh i mean tr- I, troy and jimmy and uh um um uh, the cop um uh big dude like uh man i've i i can not think of his adam? name not cody. no not adam or cody uh man he's he, he's never trained with us but Bill? Um, Bill, the older guy. No, I'll think about <laughs> it later. I saw him. We ran into him at like Apple Crest Farm one time. Um, That's not helping. Man, I Anywho, can't. But so anyway, everybody, that shit, right? everybody knows who he is, so and, it doesn't really matter. Just to bring this all the way back, you were you were actually jumping back and forth between Portsmouth Judo Club and that place at that time, right? Yeah, well, so George and I have known each other for freaking forever. For a long, judo, for a hundred years. Although then there's this big ten year space big or five, space. you know, eight year space right at season. Long I, enough to do this podcast naked. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's just with just. I mean, I have a shirt on, but other than that, right, and a booster chair. Yeah, that too, <laughs> and a bib. <laughs> The uh, I was eating a burrito while I was driving over here, <laughs> okay, which may, which may explain why it took me so you, long to get did here. I, did I not tell you he was 
Stopping at Chipotle. Dude, I, I was eating the... Th- we didn't eat there. I ate it driving over here. I, you know, I got it all stopped. over my pants. You stopped it. I did. There's a Taco Bell not three miles I can't do the Taco Bell anymore, It's a combination KFC and Taco Bell. I got to clear out like half of the whole next day if I do. Actually, half of the... I got to drive home fast. Let's put it that way. If you go to KFC Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. Do you order off both menus? I don't even know what the menu looks like, dude. I haven't been there you in just, like you five just, years. I know. So I met Jay. Hey, I first who's? met Jay. Yeah. I can I'm remember taco, at uh, right Seacoast MMA one night. Him and uh, Big George came down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I went at him, man. Both Giant of them. Dave Matthews. And they Big were like, George. he was do- giving who's me Big the George? omoplata sweep. Big George Matthews. Yep. He He's also the guy who, the first time I went to Mass BJJ in Acton, I was still a white belt. I went in there. I thought I was pretty tough. And uh, these guys just, <laughs> de- just they, de- they demoralized <laughs> me. Demoralized me. And then we're in the, the little, it was not like a locker room, but it's like a changing spot or whatever. And uh, like one dude's got a math tattoo and they're talking about, you know, equations and fractals. And I was like, I just got beat up by a bunch of nerds. Right, right. It was By my the way, first nobody, real thing of jujitsu. Was like really whoa, tough as a as a white belt. Like, no unless, man, unless, no. unless Alexandra no. Carolyn takes up jujitsu tomorrow. Right. Well, I mean, a part of this is is there's a there's a jump. There's like a mind jump that goes into the way the rule sets work in mm-hmm. BJJ and pretty much all the other martial arts, to the with a couple exceptions. So both. Both George and I did pretty well with the judo thing. Um, you know, I stuck with it a, a little longer than George did, but um, we did pretty well. Both of us competed. We won. We did quite well. The change in the rule sets is, I think George hit the num- the word right. It's demoralizing. The change in the rule set is nobody's coming to save you. Once you hit the mat. Well, no, I mean, and even if you're, I mean, I actually, uh, I, I won a, a couple of tournaments and did quite well. I actually won the States at one point in Massachusetts in my, my group. But it wasn't standing. I mean, I won on the ground. And the thing is that, you know, you just lock things up, make it so it's not moving. And then Let's count hold to five. Them, hold them. Hold count them. to five and stand up. I think you used to have to hold them longer when I was when I started. Well, I that's feel like to it was... win. But I'm just saying, oh, if, if oh, you're right. if you make no progress in five seconds, oh. you're gonna stand back up. So three. I remember actually, I rolled with Dan. Not probably the third, second or third time I came into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with little Dan. I won't tell the whole story. Little Dan, because Dan's because Dan's Dan's temper wasn't quite as 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 relaxed as he is right now. But. uh Anyway, the bottom line is it rolled. And I remember like going, up, oh, got it under control. Pull a little turtle. Problem solved. Done. <laughs> and how, we're done, Dan, right? how old were we you? Were. How and old were you when you first it, started it training him, with us? <clears throat> oh, like seven? I was 16, yeah. and I had just gotten my license like right. a week before. Oh, so embarrassing. You know what's hysterical about this? So the first like three months of Dan having his license, he must have locked his keys in his own car <laughs> like... Four times. Four times, literally. And <laughs> we used to be out. I remember being outside by his truck after class, like having to basically break into the car. And you guys are, you would make a, you'd be, I know you don't have kids. You'd be a lousy dad. Here's what I do <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bad what, moves, sucker. No, that's, that's how what Seth McAllister right. did. He's oh, like, oh, I gotta go yeah, home. See ya. Well, see ya. You know, you know why he got it four <laughs> times? He lost it four times because you kept helping him. See, the first time, just leave. 
Just no, like was... I guarantee we won't lose this case again. <laughs> It was Riddler, too comical. You're so harsh. Look, this is this is. I, I think it was. Uh, they were late Thursdays or late Friday You're classes. You're being a good guy. And it was like. You're a sweetie. No, man. Day, I could bro. get in the car and drive an hour home, or I could sit and watch this. And I sat and watched that. You remember yes. the first Academy? How like hot and brutal it would be in there oh, with those God. windows. There's like, no AC. Brutal. I think we eventually got a fan. Like you know, like that the twenty dollar ninety nine cent type thing where you like because so. For those of you who didn't know the original Port <laughs> because City Because you guys couldn't afford anything else. We were in the <laughs> warehouse where people keep uh, people, about, uh, people about to be murdered. Like, you show up there like, I don't think this is the right place. That, this looks like an abandoned building. A or, large homeless contingent in the back. Uh, yeah, we have crackheads. by the railroad Portsmouth tracks. Is a, is a beautiful place. It's a fantastic, you know, great downtown, all that stuff. But there are a couple of areas, <laughs> and you chose one up. of them, yeah. right? And this yeah. is our, you know, we're on our third, what, third location now. But that, that initial location was so funny. Like, it's a tough place, man. Crackheads would knock on the door because I would teach the, the Monday class at it was noon. was a legendary class. And then the Monday class at night, so I wouldn't go home. So I would work out, you know, right out of the academy. And uh, like l- crackheads would knock on the door, and I could see like we little window, you know, panes of glass, and look through and see the candy corn that these people had for teeth. And I'm like, this is not <laughs> going to be a good discussion. And I'd open the door, and we'd start talking. And I, you know, you keep your hand on the door, I'd be like, just so you know, you're not coming in. The guy and across the street, you remember that guy? He was crazy. Yeah, dude. I remember the girl. The girl right. that was like, Dana doesn't want girl, like nervous twitch. If for the, it's, a, it's a visual thing, but I'm yeah. doing the nervous twitch. It's good. Dana won't put girls in the UFC, you know, which you can, I'm dating myself now. Right. You can see how old the academy is. But, right. you know, and she's like, I want to be in the UFC. I want to be in the. Little did I know, she was, was living. Carmouche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been her. You know, she got some dentine strips and cleaned that stuff up. But. I found out she was living in back of the building, and the owner knew yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Did not care. Did not. I'm like, so you don't do anything about she's living in the back of the building, and knocking on doors saying she wants to learn how to fight jujitsu. You know, despite what Gracie Baja will tell you, jujitsu is not for it's everyone. Not. <laughs> well, it is for everyone if you decide you're going to change, but change is difficult. Mm, I. Yeah, kind of. I think it's really more like you got to decide you're not going to quit. That's what I mean. Yeah, change. You have to like be like, I'm not going to be a bitch today. I'm not going to just whine about everything. Today. I'm not going to blame everybody else for my problems. I'm simply <laughs> going to show up and lose. Take no. take what people give to me. Right. I'm show up and lose. And if I keep showing up and losing for long enough, I'll stop losing. Right. And to about half the people in the academy. You can see the other it, ones I'm going to keep losing to. You can see it on their faces when they walk through the door the first time. And I wish I didn't have this attitude, but I feel like I can, and I don't want to, you know, tag people or, or anything. But you can tell when they walk through the door and be like, and I've been wrong before, but it's like, right, yeah. this, I person, mean, this person is not going to work. Like, Tyler's a good example of this. Tyler, New York accent, tattoos all over his body, came in. Ripped. Ripped. Like, Wanted a lot bigger than he was. A lot bigger than then. Yeah, or whatever I'm saying. And he he's smaller now. He's smaller now, but he wanted a rough house. Oh yeah, dude. And I'm like, this isn't gonna work out. Like, you know what I mean? He's he's getting his slats kicked in all over the mat. Like just trying a rough house. Like slammed a couple guys, and it just wasn't going good. 
and it's amazing. Now he's the best. Yeah, the best in the academy. Right. But he didn't quit. He didn't yeah. quit. Trains Did not three quit. times a day. Yep. One of, the lot, best, yeah, one of the best later, purple belts in the academy. There's a lot sure. of reasons to quit. It's not just because you're tired or because you're physical or because it, there's a lot of reasons to quit. Then but we've had the, the point is jujitsu changed him. That yeah, was that's the, what I'm getting at. He yeah. was the person that, that super came technical in. now. Yeah, but he was that person that came in the, into the academy that day. It's true, and that's the way it is for everybody. You know, it's jujitsu will change the way that you live, and it's like people. It's you know how people tell you like uh, Ron, like they tell you you can't you know professionally you can't take stuff personally, right? Right. But everybody says that, but you do. You yep. do when shit doesn't go your way. You take it personally, yep. and it's like when you tell people that jujitsu will affect their lives. When you first tell them that, and they can't, they haven't experienced it. They don't believe you, and there's nothing you can tell them that's going to make them believe it, other than if they just go and do it. And people that have spent enough time on the mat realize it just bleeds. I saw a, a really cool. It's it about using uh, golf as an example. I, I saw a. I was trying to learn how to play golf at one point, which sucked. But um, I saw one of these great coaches, you know, and he got up and he's, he's doing this thing in front of everybody. And, and he takes this guy out of the audience. He's like, all right, show me your swing. And he shows him his swing. And then he goes, all right, change this, change this, change this, right? And I do that. And he goes, okay. So the guy's like changing everything around the way he's standing and all that, right? And he, stay with me, it's a good one. So he goes and swings, right? And he does it. And the, and the great coach guy, who I'm sure you guys would know his name. I don't remember his name. He goes, so how'd that feel? The guy goes, oh, it's good. It was great. He goes, you're a liar. He goes, that feels like shit, right? Because that new swing I just made you do feels terrible, right? And the guy's like, and he's in front of everybody, right? And this is like taping for TV. And he goes, he goes yeah, it does. He goes, right. He goes, because you were doing it wrong before. If you want to change, it's going to feel wrong for a long time. That really stuck with me. Just the like what was, I tell you in the shower, George. It's going <laughs> to feel wrong for a little while. I thought, but you usually tell the me we of, can't talk about this in the public. Point is, oh, the well, point is, it's just is, the four of us. That's true. The point is, you <laughs> come feels in, so right. you're going to come in, you guys come into the academy, or women come into the academy, and you have to change. You can't, like you said, jujitsu changes you. But the people that are willing to let that happen and live with that shitty new feeling, just like the guy who has this new golf swing. What is he going to do? He's The guy who has a new golf swing, he's probably going to go back to that old fucking shitty golf swing, never get any better. That's why he's not doing so well in golf. That's why he came up in the first place, right? It's the people that come in and go, okay, this sucks. It feels rough. It's weird. My ego's shit. Some fucking kid who just got his fucking license, he can't even remember to fucking keep his keys, is kicking my ass. I used to be great at judo. Fuck this shit, right? Right. No, you got to live with this change. Just like that dude. It feels weird. It feels wrong. It's not normal. But you hang with it. I've got another guy That's between my legs. Yeah, I'll tell A you. A 15-year-old boy is strangling me. <laughs> the best part about that was that when you were 15 and, I'm and not I giving was up. 30-something, <laughs> we had the same maturity level. Right. Well, that, that's what makes it easier. See, right. So rather than being all serious, that time, yeah. I think I've caught up and now surpassed you. you. I, I think I've been. Oh, there's no shit. question about that. You don't have to say thank. Yeah, it's it true. did. Yeah. Like, one two of the years things, ago, you one were of the beyond things, me. One of the things that makes it easier, because I was kind of serious, 
one of the features most of the people at, at jujitsu academies have the mental age of about 19 right so like it makes Mixed it with easier. like a 70 year old though. yeah They're like wise but like completely even uh, every challenge. every every other guy there had to go through the same thing that you're going everybody through right now everybody every, every other woman there had to go through there the same way it doesn't matter who when you show up that shitty feeling is the same shitty feeling that every other but, person but, got. But wait a minute, it's not like looking back on that. Is that the shitty feeling? Like if if I'm being honest, the days where I drive home, I remember. I'll never forget it. Uh, I was telling you guys about it earlier. Like driving home from you know uh, Roberto's first black belt was was Pat Barbieri. Like when are you here? When are you talking about? Here? Oh man, where this is this is this is. 2000. So it's 2000. Maybe you're before, at. maybe before that. I, I. Where are you? Uh, Boston Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Really early. Watertown. Really early. Uh, at the time in Watertown, the first, second academy technically in Watertown, uh, and, you know, this is when Kenny was a, was a purple belt and Pat Barbieri was teaching classes. You Kenny know, If not, if not, yeah, Kenny Florian. If not, you know, Roberto himself and. I remember Tadashi was a blue belt at the time. And I, I just, I went home every day, you know, just beat up. Like, you know, the, back in the day, that was the Wild West. And it was all about survival. You had to, you either survived or you quit. You know That's what how I mean? it felt like last summer at Port City BJJ. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Well, not <laughs> it was not, brutal. Not to you. It feels like a swim club to me. Oh, right. Man. Of course. Well, and you've already been through the shit. So. And so I bring my buddy Adam one day, and I'm like, you got to check this out, dude. I'm having a blast. I get my ass kicked every day, but it was never go through the shit. I loved it. I well, loved yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not taking it away from you, but you were a different age. You know, you're 20 or something, right? You're, you were so, a kid. And oh, that's true. It's, it's, it's like a little breakable. Not every, everybody. The, everything just bends. Yeah, not everybody and has so that same experience. I bring Adam. And uh, we get back in the car after we train. And I like just kind of get in the car and I start doing like the car starting stuff. Put the key in the ignition, turn the car on, adjust the radio, put the windows down. And I look over and I can see he's already looking at me. And I look over at him and he's got rug burns all over his face. <laughs> And I was like, and he just had this look of defeat on him. I'm like, Adam, what's... what's How'd it go, man? Yeah, what's up? We called him... <laughs> his, you know what the funny thing is? Like, he's always... Like, I, I have trouble coming up with Adam. Like, everybody calls him Kicker because he's the... Uh, he was... Did you bring him to Port City? I like, brought him a couple times. Come, right? yeah. yeah, all right. And uh, everybody calls him Kicker because he was the backup kicker for the football team in college. Because wow. we didn't have a hockey team. He was like, he was like a... Like a you know, nationally. You guys like went to school Very together. good. Yeah. Okay. Very good hockey player. But we guys didn't Saints? have a hockey team that he wanted to play for, actually. He was St. Like, Anselm? Yeah. And so so I'm like, Adam, what uh what's the matter? He's <laughs> like, I just got my ass kicked by a 125-pound Japanese guy. Tadashi? Yeah, it was <laughs> Tadashi just like choked the ever-loving shit out of him like 19 times. <laughs> And there was nobody around to stop it. Like it was like kind of like just like we do. You roll for five minutes, and you know when you get tapped, you stop. But Adam tapped a lot that day, and I was like, well, maybe you know, maybe not so much for you. But my sick, twisted mind wants to go back and get more of that shit. Right. And thusly, we have our neat little family. Could be a whole lot bigger if we wanted to, you know, soften it up and do whatever. But our sick, twisted family is good enough for me. There was like a time six months ago that you asked me, you were like, do you think we go too easy? I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, 
There's no way. You know why I'm asking you that There's question. There's no way. I'm you like, know why that came I, up. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. No, I'm, yeah, I think it was no Kurt Osiander. No to be honest, like, I think there was like a video that came out. Or something came. It wasn't that. It was a, There was a video of like... Or there was some kind of thing about kinder, gentler, softer jujitsu in the modern world. Yeah, that didn't come from oh, Kurt. And, or, yeah, or somebody. Yeah. You know, I, I, no, but I think it was... He I've was been the there, anti, man. That is not no, the, uh, he was the practice the, there at all. I got my ego demolished by his guys. But there yeah. was like a debate about, you know, trying to be inclusive or like the old school, like Kurt Half kind of style. And you were like... Or it's like the you know it's not like them, the yeah, pussification right. of there was an art, right. it was an article was the, pussification the pussification of jujitsu yeah. and you were asking me all serious and I was like dude we just like had like an hour and a half every class on Thursday night is an hour and a half seven minute rounds I well not every Thursday but yes many a lot times of them for a the while. advanced class on Thursday yeah, nights can like be I just like <laughs> let's just get in and go I mean we we do drills in the, I teach in people the, how to run the clock the fundamental class. we're not yeah but you're, you're not you're not doing go. 90 minutes of rolls in the fundamental class that's the advanced stuff right no, George teaches those yeah I, t- I make sure we get techniques in on that right, one right. right but uh that's you know I was like no way man that is not happening here right You've passed it down. Well, yeah, I mean, and and it's become its own beast at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's the I think D puts it the the inmates are running the asylum now. It's you know we're at the beginning we set the tone for the culture. You know what I mean? And it was the way that we came up, and it was the way that it needed to be. And we knew no, we didn't know everything. We don't know everything. We don't even pretend, but we try to bring it forward the best way we can, right? And but that culture kind of it took hold on its own, and it became something different, and it morphs all the time, and it becomes a little bit different, but it's a real snowball effect for everybody that walks through that door, for everybody that has the fucking balls to walk through that door, because there's so many people that walk by that glass door. Correction, like, hey, ball. You can- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to be discriminatory. That's right. No, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, Jay. There's a lot I mean? of people who walk by, look in, laugh, or make fun of the guys watch. wearing pajamas, or watch, right, 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 and, and then and move you're on. Like, hey, yeah, come on yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I know that I'm 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 running that that same riff over and over again, but it's it's coming in. It's feeling different. I won't say shitty. All right, feeling different than how it is, and then going in and, and making it happen. The first time you smoked weed. I can't even remember. Different. It's almost like you're walking in. Ninety years ago, I remember that. For I ate like two bowls of Lucky Charms after I did. I was like watching cartoons and eating the Lucky Charms. That's. I mean, say that again. So you mean after the first time you went to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? (laughs) Yeah. You went home and ate two bowls of Lucky Charms. It was with Eddie Bravo, but. Right. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. No. But it's like. It's like going into that place, I would think, is like walking into a place where everybody knows the joke, but you don't know it. You know what I mean? Like oh, all the people like in there. Know, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like That's why they don't hard, teach you the defense. It's like, it's a it's hard like year-long thing. process of learning the punchline. Yeah, right. man. It, it, a while. It, I feel like it would probably take... You're walking into a whole family of people who we've been busting on each other for years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one, you're coming into this thing where we're going to choke you. <laughs> Two <laughs> until you understand. <laughs> until you understand <laughs> defense that you have to learn on your own. That we're not going to teach you. We're making a joke. And they and they we're do teach make defense fun of you every too. now and then. <laughs> we're going to make fun of you too. Right. <laughs> so it's like if you can make it through that. No, but there's you're some. Part of the there's family. some pretty. It is. It is like a family. I, uh, again, I'm kind of the serious guy today, but yeah, uh, I remember. 
a couple of uh, women started, uh, and they and the women mix right in with the men's class. It's not like a separate class. But we're going to the where we work out. There's like a, a we're part of a whole sports complex, so there's a, a a big contingent of people in the locker room and the showers and stuff. The guys who have nothing to do with uh, are we not going to talk about this? I'm going to say this. The guys, uh, there were. I remember one time, one guy, there was a bunch of us came out all at the same time. We were all in, in the, going to the, the locker room, and one of these guys goes, man, you guys are so lucky, man. And I just remember looking right at the dude going, what do you mean? Like, there's that feeling, right? The guy goes, outsider. The guy goes, the guy goes, yeah, I mean, oh, man, some of those, some of the women that are, you know, in the class, right? And I remember it was so funny because I felt like three of, uh, no names, felt like three of the other guys all just sort of like come up right behind me or all just staring right at the dude, right? <laughs> and it was like, what happened was that's not just a woman. That's our sister. This is weird. This is a brotherhood. That's, this woman has, none of this is said. We're just looking at the dude yeah. and he's just like, Kind of just cringes, you know, tail between his legs. I don't remember actually saying anything. Like, just sort of like, fuck this, you know, just like. But right. you could just feel that all the brotherhood came together to protect this person who isn't even in the room. I mean, this is a guy's locker room, right? Anything but could you're happen. you're not even going to talk like this that. This is not going to happen on the basketball team. As well. I shouldn't say that. Maybe it does. But right. most, this is what it's like. It's a brotherhood, like you said. It's like everybody knows the joke. You know, you come in, but man, I was so proud that moment because I thought I'm the one who's gonna be. We can mess with each you, other, dude, but right. you're not gonna. Yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. it. It's like that's uh, exactly you don't you don't bring that Chris shit Outer. here. Yeah, fuck so, that shit. Yeah. So I'm driving up to bring Chris Howder to the seminar thing that he. Chris Howder is uh, uh, one of the original Dirty Dozen. He's a really, Dirty really, uh, really uh, legendary jujitsu guy. He came up and did a seminar here. Go. So we're driving up and we're late. And the VJJ Globetrotter guy hates me now. <laughs> and I'm sorry, man. We didn't mean to be late. It was just kind of just happened. By we, you mean, you're listening. you mean you, right, me, I was driving. This is you. Right? I was driving, but it wasn't exactly all my fault either. Okay. But we were not We were only a few minutes late for the big <laughs> seminar. It's not like uh, these are important so, people. And we had no cell phone service. So like, we not. called and left a message because we were in the middle of New Hampshire, like where Ron lives almost, where you can't get any cell phone service. Hey, I live like 10 minutes from here. Take it easy, bro. So I got, so I'm getting all these great stories. It's a really nice place, by the way. Rational. We're driving. It is very nice. It is very nice. It's a nice place. Rationalizing. It's very nice. Rationalizing being late. So my wife and my kid and I and Chris Outer are driving up through the middle of New Hampshire late to the seminar. So the we is only you and and And, uh, the the rest of your family, no one else from the club, but keep going. So we're talking, and I got some amazing stories, you know what I mean? Amazing. But he told us, me like part of the story that reminds me of this that has stuck with me was like I don't know if he was in Hawaii or something with, with I think a bunch he was of the hell center. Yeah, in like Hawaii and there he's out to like this is a long time ago and he's out like eating dinner with the Gracie family, you know, and the Gracie family are all busting each other's ball like they hate each other or I whatever. Think they're busting on Horian, right? Or, yeah, like, and so one of them, you know what I mean? And so like and Chris, like I think he said something like, Yeah, you know, fuck him or whatever. And they all just look at him and stare and it's like we can fuck with him, but you can't say shit about that's him. Exactly, you it, know right? what I mean. Like, yeah. and that's how I feel like it is too. Like, we can fuck with each other, dude. But some dude at the gym, he ain't messing with us. Right. That's unless the you're thing. one can't, of us, dude. Unless you're one of us, yeah. you can't fuck with us. Yeah, so dude. there's that payoff. I mean, there's that. 
there's that payoff. I mean, this is what, you know, bring it around, this is what Dan was talking about before. But it is about the community. If you're willing to deal with this, this, this really serious fucking onboarding, right? Right. right. Like, like this heavy change. You know and what you it is? can hang in there. It's and a you personality make, test. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and a lot, but you're right, it is. And, and it's different depending on who's teaching. It depends. It's different depending on who's in the class. It's depending on a lot of things. To be honest, we're talking about this from the point of view of our own club here. The right. point of this podcast was sort of introduce everybody to who we are and what we're about. The goal of the podcast is to go out and find out what it's like at which other is, clubs as well. Which is going to happen. I mean, in reality, like anybody who's listening uh, or any person Who's listening? The reality is, is probably your your experience at your club is it's probably just my mother going to be listening to this, right? I don't she think that's hear true. There, use George. bad language. Yeah, yeah. so uh, none of that was mean. Uh, and Tara's talking about drinking and smoking, which is fine. But the reality is, is that you, if you're training at a different academy, and you're hopefully, I'm hoping this is true. And I know a bunch of the academies that we're connected with, the Mass BJJs, the Boston BJJs. You know, uh, Jared's school down in Philadelphia, um, you know, Brad's school in Connecticut, you know, going out and uh, and training with the guys in, in, Soulcraft, in L.A. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? The point is, this should not, this 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 camaraderie, this family, this experience is is not unique. And I know that it's not. Um, I, I think there's things that make us special. But the purpose is that you guys are out there training, experiencing the same thing. And having the same, you know, oh, absolutely, own, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. This That's is not a, a celebrate us thing. This is this is an introduction, but this is I think we're right? going to be real it's surprised by by the people that we meet, by the people that are doing it their own way. I'm sure we're going to go in at times and find out that maybe it's a little more spiritual, or sometimes it's like, well, what does Jared say? His new uh, his new T-shirt says, "We don't flow roll," right? <laughs> right. Like, okay, are you sure? I'm, George, maybe you can go out there by yourself. I was <laughs> just there. I was just there. I didn't experience any flow rolls. I was going to say, rolls. right, right. No, uh, I mean, my experience going out to Kurtz was was similar like when I was in San Francisco. and stopped in a, a, at Kurtz. Now, I got beat up on... I'm not in that great shape. I'm an older guy. And I got beat up in the uh, in the warm-up. But, yeah, there was no flow roll in there either, which is cool. It's I had great. a blast there. Oh, I know you did. Well, I, I mean, that's great. There. But, I mean, uh, that's the goal here is to go out and, and to see all these different places, to find out what the experience is like, and to bring it back, you know, through this particular uh this portal i mean uh this is a this has been a cool podcast i think it's it's a little it kind of developed into what it's going to be we talked a lot about uh about our buddy dan which is fantastic and uh, i think you're going to hear more about dan in the next couple of uh couple of weeks here uh i know that we're going to try to keep this on at least a monthly basis if not maybe a uh once every couple of weeks we're going to see how yep. it goes to get it going who's uh, next one of the interesting things about this particular Pal. idea Pal, maybe. Go down yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. We have we have plenty of things to cause trouble. Oh, there's about. some great people over there too. That would oh man, just uh, hang out after class on the mat there. There's you know uh, some great people that would take part in that. That'd be good. Well, the goal with this particular podcast this isn't about uh, me or George or Jay or anybody like that. Down the line, it'd be great to know that anybody can uh, run one of these as long as you fit in with the format. Um, you're welcome to host one of these yourself. So this is not a uh, it's not a personality parade. If you want to host one of these, if uh, Pellegrino wants to maybe uh, 
get back at you a little bit about what you said in the first particular podcast. Anybody who wants to go back air? and listen to that. Oh, yeah, I, got a a lot, I got a lot more to say about that. <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> I haven't uh, even been there yet. So I think you're going to be interested to, to see some of the people that, that host this going forward, some of the places it goes out. I'm going to put, I'm going to throw a little bit of a gauntlet down. I think people think about, I was talking about this before, but to finish the thought, um, I think people think about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as something that happens in San Diego and happens, of course, in Brazil. You know, these are the big hot spots. But, you know, if you go back and look at who's winning the tournaments, who's winning EBI, who's winning... All over the world, a lot of guys come from the Northeast, man. Look what's happening with guys like Gary Tonin and Eddie Cummings, right? And Wolverine. Right. And look what's happening with Marcelo, right? And Johnny, Johnny JT right? Torres is from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah people and, don't and even talk about sudden, Shaolin no more. Right? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. We're not throwing. We're not throwing shade on the West Coast. No. That's not it. Well, what I'm no. saying is there's no. a there's a big community up here of winners. Faria, world right. champ. Right here, right? It's a lot of people right around this area. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. How about Meow Brothers? Am I saying the last name correctly? Yeah. Meow, right? Yeah. Um, there and and uh, Mario just, just hanging Tana, out man. on the Seriously. mats at, the, at that academy. Yeah. Just How about uh, Dylan Dennis and yeah. a number of people, right? Marcio Stambowski <sighs> in Connecticut. Yeah. So... Yeah, Strom, Strombowski. Right. Strombowski. Well, Dan, who's the, Dan has trained with. Yeah. So, Big right there. <laughs> so, right there. Yeah, I mean, Coast, it's a, man. it's a, yeah. actually, and maybe it's because if I look outside my window right now, I see a lot of ice and a lot of snow. And I know that you teach, you teach a Monday fucking 6A fucking M class. And I'll tell you one thing it's one thing for you to get up in your florida or your san diego situation and Miami. roll out and LA. get there at 6 a.m for your bike. that windshield ride, ride your bike right. down the you know, your beach but cruiser i'll tell you man i think there's something special about when you're the east coast you make that 6 a.m class Ooh. you put in some serious get some scraping out. you're yeah. there because you did it on you got the i wear my gi you know to bed yeah the I oxygen in the air hurts your lungs dresser? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Guys, don't home dress. I'm not a home it's dresser. Er, it's yeah. cold. And just, uh, Sasquatch, I, I'm not ranking on you. All right. <laughs> he oh, oh, goes full home dress. Yeah, I just feel like pants and rash guard. Right. I get out of bed and I just get in the car, <clears> man. I don't I get there. I put the top on. I jump out of bed and I brush my teeth and then I put on sweatpants <laughs> and a sweatshirt. And I might even touch socks. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> the socks it, don't even come off you know my the, feet until after the warm up is over. I don't know how what where are we on for uh, for time? Running? There's no time for these things. So, Valet Two. Monday mornings are those tests. You know what I mean? I wait because because the alarm goes off at at you know uh, 4:45 or so. It's 4:45. No, it is. It's 4:45. It's 4:45. Yeah. And Ugh. and I'm like, why do I? It do is for this? me. Yeah. For a minute, I'm like, why do I do this? Kind of the same way in that. When you wake up from a dream and your alarm goes off, you're like, and you think for a second that it might be Saturday, and you're like, fuck, it's not Saturday. Uh, it's not Saturday. I got to fucking work today. And then you're like, but it's Monday morning. Hmm. I get, you know, get to, to get train, in the car, man. I get to drive in the dark for an hour. Yeah. The, oh, nothing but my thoughts on the radio and my coffee on my mind. And yeah. then I get to go train with my friends for an hour and a half. 
before I start my fucking day. Yeah. And you know what I mean? There, some people can, you know, and, and there's a, a million great academy owners out there. You know, Nate Ryan is amazing. You know, Pat Barbier, Roberto is just a huge hero of mine. But, like, now I know what they mean. Like, you got to eat, breathe, and and live it. Like, Monday mornings when I, like, that snap out of it when I realize I'm like, I get to go do what I love for the next couple hours and fuck everything else, like... It's a good start to the day, man. Oh, hell it yeah. It is, but I mean, there's, 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 and there's more, there's so many different motivations there too, right? I mean, someone's going to be there. Right. Someone's going to be there. I'm not talking about for you. You're teaching the class. But I mean, Mondays suck because I can always go Monday night too, right? It's like, like all I do is hit <laughs> right. the snooze and just go Monday night. Right? Thank no, God but it's everybody like, doesn't say that. No, but it's true. <laughs> but, no, come on. Everybody knows. But the, the, the thing is, you, everyone else is going to be there. Right. They're going to be getting better. So if you're competitive, like me, you're going to be like, oh, fuck that. No fucking way. That guy's getting any better. Nope. I got to get. But there's also, like you said, you're going to be there. I'm going to be a little respectful, but it's like, that's it. Dude gets up. You're not getting paid shit to do this. I mean, you're not making a living doing this. Oh, no, dude. I'm saving up. I'm going to buy a condo. Okay, in, uh, so dude's going to go. Switzerland with, and, the, with yeah, the Port yeah. City money, man. If you're, we're if, getting rich, dude. Money. You don't even know. It's big yeah, money. Yeah, big, it's money. big money. Big money. Guy's going to be there. Guy's getting up. Cocaine He's getting out others. there. Let's get out there and get up. make him up. Make an, uh, a good class. You know, let's get out there. And I'll tell you, but anybody who goes, anybody who knows this stuff, you get out there, you finish it up, you're going home on a high at seven. It's like, it's true. <laughs> but you're still going Phil home Bricks, on a high. I'm going, Phil I'm going at seven ten. Phil Bricks is not even <laughs> open when we're done. I'm like, I want to go in there and get a coffee. That's the I'm thing like, that sucks. I have to make my own coffee on Monday morning. It's horrible. George's class on 630. Oh, yeah, I can get, 630, I can get coffee down the street. It's like afternoon. Hey, <laughs> good afternoon. Like, Thanks for coming in. is so different than six. But that was the original. Okay. Bottom line is bringing it all around. San Diego, six o'clock. Way, way different, different than but they're northeast. Surfing. But they're I'll tell you, February first. I'm telling you guys, that's it. Bottom line is, there's a big community out here. We intend to go out and and uh, and see all these people in their own way, find out what they're all about. See if they'll talk to. Uh, they'll definitely talk to me. I'm not sure if they'll talk to George. Dude, maybe those if, people love Jay, me. If you want to come along, they probably talk to you. Those people love me. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be next. I mean, there's. Some good choices for sure. Yeah, I know Pell will never Do- dojo storm. Right. We will storm the dojo. Right. Yeah, we'll storm also, meeting like we'll just, play. We'll, we'll just we'll walk in and we'll be like, "Hey, can we come in?" Yeah, right. like, you know, it's <laughs> cool if we come down. And you know what the other cool thing is? Because you know this, this the you know Dan's experience has brought a lot of like local academies that we don't usually get a whole lot of interaction with together. Like, it's true. Could end up at uh, you know at Burgess or Ed Cars like those are new friends those are good yeah. guys oh but those are guys that yeah. are showing up to like to, to support us when we need them yeah. and they got some really really tough guys oh you there's no question could, but be, could be there the next one Who but go see Devin before his fight yeah there's there's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu everywhere I mean there's a lot of people we've never met I mean the, a lot of times it, regretfully it, it looks like in like most martial arts I think there's a little bit of a of uh, I don't know. Sometimes there's separate communities don't mix together so well. Fuck that shit. Let's make it happen. You know, maybe it gets a little provincial. F- Fuck that. I shit. I feel like Let's we mix. We mix with every. You know, at Port oh, City no, no, guys. I'm not talking about Port we City. Can, I'm just we can. All, but us guys here at this table, we've. You know, we we can we fit in. We fit in, man. <laughs> with if each we other. don't fit in with you, there's something wrong with you. George, right. George, we fit in with each George, other. We're, we're gonna find out. <laughs> we're gonna have. We're gonna have some pretty <laughs> awkward. Um, awkward oh, uh, episodes. We're gonna we'll go sit down with Pal or 
you know, some <laughs> of the guys. Are I mean, I went camping with, with you guys. You don't, know, you don't know the meaning of uncomfortable. I went camping <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's pull this one together. Uh, thank you guys for uh, being out here. This is the uh, the in studio version. We'll see. This happens every now and then. Thank Basically, you. when we can't get something scheduled, we'll get something together here. Thank you, especially to our friend and brother, Danny Dion, for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we love him. On the one inside, and we'll he's, stay there. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, Dan- Danny's over there just chilling right now, so there you go. He ain't got, got no job. So the, the minutes recorded by Amanda That's over right. there. Uh, Andrea and... Uh, Big dog Jack. Just remember, be good to women. Oh my goodness. children. All right, yeah, go ahead. Come up with white those. belts. This is a catchphrase, people. And visitors. I don't know about I don't the even know what that piece. means. You should yeah. be nice to visitors when they come to your academy. You'd be nice to them. Welcome them. You you're just I mean? saying that because you're going to go to all these academies. Yeah. You want to be nice right. to you. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So here's exactly. the deal, people. Uh, if you want to host one of these, just uh, get in touch. Great Northeast BJJ dot com. Thanks to our sponsors, Tortuga Soap, Crash Kimonos, and Port City BJJ. If you want to be a sponsor of this podcast or any of the other podcasts on the Red Wing Superior Network, get in touch with uh, us through the Great Northeast BJJ.com. Thank you very much. I, uh, you want to come up with a, a wear us, out kind of send thing? Send us an invitation, please. We'd like to come uh, visit you. Give me one of these. In uh, your home. G- <laughs> George, you want to come up with a, a final phrase? You Don't say protect catch your neck. Phrase? You didn't like my be good to no, women, children, white belts, visitors. Who wouldn't do that? Oh, I'm going to be an what asshole to people, women, man? children, white belts. Okay, puppies. <laughs> I'm like one for four, by the way. <laughs> Feels really shitty. I'm going to go to bed tonight feeling bad. What do you mean? Wow. You were bad you to were all those people. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I'm, you know, I'm one out of four. I scored twenty five percent on your test. Who were you bad to? I'm not explaining any further. <laughs> You're bad to me. <laughs> all right, well, guys. I don't have anything? Uh, other than I'm going to wipe out the women, okay. children, or visitor. Thank you very much. For, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. See nanu, nanu. Bye, bye. <laughs>